side over negative posts and harassment, and even more cases of otherwise happy people finding themselves depressed after comparing their lives to the curated galleries on photo-sharing apps. For more than a decade as a spiritual student and teacher, I've committed to taking an honest inventory of my fear, judgment, and separation. Through my willingness and honesty, I've been able to heal my struggles with judgment. Throughout this book, I will tell you the truth about my suffering, and I'll share the lessons that have benefited me. These are lessons that I practice daily and which have given me great relief. While I still struggle with judgment, of course, I experienced a miraculous shift. Let me be clear. The miracle is not that I rid myself of all judgmental thoughts. The miracle is that I no longer believe in them. So while the habit of judgment continues to challenge me, through my spiritual practice, I've come to accept that judgment is not who I am. To begin the journey of healing judgment and restoring love, we must recognize that we all have the same problem and the same solution. Our problem is that we separated from love, and the solution is to return to love. Let's try to understand why we separated from love in the first place. From a spiritual perspective, our life's hang-up stem from this moment of separation when our internal voice of fear, our ego, led us astray from love, compassion, and oneness. Our separation from love can be the result of a deeply traumatic experience or a seemingly insignificant event. Regardless of the trigger, however, it first happens the moment we come to see ourselves as separate from others or not good enough in some way. The separation from love can begin as early as infancy. Babies can be born into a hostile environment that leaves them neglected and with the belief that they are unprotected in an unsafe world. Or the separation can come the moment children notice that they are being treated differently because of their race or religion or gender. In that instant, their sense of oneness is taken from them and they learn to see the divisiveness of the world. At some point in our childhood, most of us are told we're not smart enough, strong enough, or pretty enough, or that we lack some other positive quality. We then start to see ourselves as apart from others. The separation makes us feel alone in the world. The separation can also spawn from the desire to feel special or better than. For instance, a child who grows up witnessing the consequences of privilege may come to believe the false notion that people with money are special. While we all have different stories that caused us to separate from love, we all have the same response to feeling alone in the world. Fear. Separating from love is a traumatic event, and when we're traumatized, we feel unsafe. One way we respond to that feeling of fear is to fight back through attacking and judgment of others. It's an attempt to build ourselves up and lean on judgment as our great protector. The ego voice of fear thrives on the belief that we are separate. The metaphysical text A Course in Miracles teaches that the ego reinforces our separation by convincing us that we're less special or more special than others. Special implies that someone is better than you because they have more, earn more money, or are more attractive or accomplished or famous, or the right race or religion. It works the same in the other direction, where you make yourself special in the face of another's perceived lack of something. When we see the world through the lens of specialness, the dark cloud of judgment blocks us from our light and connection to others. One manifestation of specialness is the special relationship, which the ego uses to protect us from feeling the pain of separation. 
We feel a tremendous amount of guilt and a deeply uncomfortable sense of incompleteness as a result of separating from love and cutting off our truth. We try to find relief in someone else, choosing to believe that another person can complete us and projecting our guilt onto them. This is how the special relationship is created. The special relationship presents itself in many areas of our lives. For instance, maybe you've made your teachers or mentors special because you look up to them and they've guided you through a unique time in your life. Or maybe you've turned a romantic partner into an idol, feeling like you can't survive without his or her love and attention. Special relationships can sometimes appear harmless, like the specialness you project onto a parent. This one can seem counterintuitive because while family members may have greatly supported your growth and provided you with the source of inspiration, they are not your savior. Whomever you've made special will inevitably disappoint you in some way.